I can see, you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Coat and Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's me, that lady who may or may not have fed her dead husband's remains to tigers. I, I kid, of course. It's it's not Carol Basket. It's me, Clay Cunningham of Buff Coat and Beaver, a podcast that I will say would never give a platform to any of the scumbags on Tiger King. I really just kind of wanted to strike while the iron was hot on that whole show's phenomenon. You know what? Mission accomplished. Anyway, joining me, as always, uh, a man who likes to call himself the Joe Exotic of the Glass Game in North Central Indiana, Mr. Adam Kurtz. Adam, say hello to the folks at home. Hello. You are so relevant and such hot takes, Clay, and great impressions, too. Thank I'm already <laughs> pumped for this episode. That's Thank a, you. I, and and I, I really feel like you speak for the audience. But uh, there might be some of those people out there that's like, well, Clay, we know it's not Carol Baskin. You would never have a woman on your show. Well, bite your tongue, you smarmy son of a bitch, because for the first time ever, we have a guest on Buff Coat and Beaver. Uh, big fan of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, longtime friend of mine. Occasional... Uh, uh, enemy of of Adam Kurtz, but that's, that's that's something separate. And and I will say the only person I've ever known to uh, wipe snot off the index point of her finger and rub it on the inside of my mouth. Uh, joining us is my good friend Sarah Hill. Sarah, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. I actually don't remember the snot thing, and when you said that, I thought that had to have been my sister. But I mean, I'll take credit for it. Yeah, it's it's certainly something that, that that that's that's a whole thing that I think could go for the whole the whole family there. But um, uh, so let's, before we get into it, Sarah, like um, you and I have known each other about fifteen years. We're both big Beavis and Butthead fans. We've watched a lot of Beavis and Butthead together, but I don't really know your history with the show. So just tell the folks at home, like when did you get into it? Like what do you find appealing? And just uh, yeah, all that good stuff. Um. I actually don't remember when I got into it, but I remember when I was a kid when I was not allowed to be into it. So for some reason, I was always allowed to watch The Simpsons, like, for my whole life. I was never banned from watching that, but Beavis and Butthead apparently was not appropriate. And it just made me so angry. And that, I mean, my parents really weren't that strict. So um, I just, it, it seemed so unfair. So I think the second I was allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead, I naturally just loved it because I wasn't supposed to. Um, but it's also a good show, so coincidentally. And I know your parents as Beavis and Butthead fans, so that's particularly surprising to me to know that. Yeah, that was well, a... they were they were at the time too. So I just I don't understand that situation. But um, here we are today, and I guess maybe I turned out like I did because they banned me from watching Beavis and Butthead as a kid. You, what you, age were you, you allowed? Who knows what would have happened? Yeah. What What age did you uh, did you were you uh, unbanned? Um, I honestly don't remember. Um, I, I don't. I really don't know. I mean, I wasn't even allowed to watch rated R movies until I was like well in high school. Sure, sure. So I know uh, my my five year old daughter occasionally will, occasionally will catch glimpses glimpses of The Simpsons as well. There's something just a little more wholesome about The Simpsons. Yeah, than, uh, yeah. Of course, B and B. 
that's good start you guys i love that your feud is already deteriorating before our eyes for now that is but anyway (laughs) that's that's a sinister tease for later on what do you say we got a lot to talk about here uh this week uh the uh the themes we're going with are episodes where Beavis and Butthead aimlessly wander into office buildings and get jobs. The episodes we'll be discussing are Temporary Insanity and Tech Support. I think that's good to go. Gang, what do you say we jump into the festivities? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's start off with Temporary Insanity. It aired on December 10th. 1994. It was the eighth episode of season five, written by Christopher Brown, Sam Johnson, Mike Judge, and Chris Marcil, directed by Judge and Yvette Kaplan. The synopsis, after skipping school, Beavis and Butthead find themselves working in a real estate office. Adam, we're going to start with you. Your thoughts on temporary insanity. All right. So um, I've always... You know, I constantly compared this show to The Three Stooges, and I think this theme is so Three Stooge-esque of just walking in, walking in somewhere and being hired immediately. Or, you're, hey, you three, or <laughs> you two, you, mm-hmm. you're exactly who we were waiting for, looking for. <laughs> um, so Temporary Insanity, no different. Um, they're, they're riding the bus to school. Which I'm always conflicted. Like they're so anti-school and don't want to go, but yet they got on the bus. You know. (laughs) So um, they said that getting a a wood on the bus was actually the best part of school, and um, I found that really funny. And uh, Sarah, unfortunately, you can't. I I don't think you can relate. But um, in middle school, to me, it's it's such an embarrassing part. (laughs) Like I found it the opposite. You know when. When uh, you're riding to school and you're just like, oh no, how many bumps are we gonna go over here? Like, <laughs> that's that really a thing. Yeah, it's oh, it. absolutely, <laughs> it is a thing. So, uh, but I had the opposite feelings that Beavis and Butthead did. But um, so they they want to get off the school the school bus. They don't want to go to school. So of course um, they go up to the uh, bus driver. Um, who I just love her appearance, and uh, I don't know was she smoking a cigarette or not. She should have been if she wasn't. I believe um, she was. Yeah. <laughs> she initially says no, we're not to school yet, and then they're just oh, it's an emergency. Oh, oh okay, uh, you didn't you didn't say so. They get uh, dropped off, and um, they go into the first building they see, which is a real estate uh, office, and uh, of course they're uh, mistaken for temp workers, and. Uh, so they get brought in Butthead's going to do reception and Beavis is going to be the typist they instantly go to the copy machine and uh, make copies of the butt which they're not reprimanded for there's no consequence, they get caught doesn't matter oh, the the owner put you up to this huh? Um, they actually thwart off the actual temps uh, by giving them copies of the butt and telling them to go wait, wait over to the side um I, I love the way Butthead answers the phone, you know. Most of the time it's, who is this? And I don't know that guy. And uh, he, uh, he actually says one of the employees is out getting their butts cleaned. <laughs> uh, then, uh, so Beavis then uh, is supposed to be typing letters or contracts or something. 
And I like that there is um, there's light pressure from an employee, like, oh, Beavis, thank you so much, you know, for typing these up, but I've got <laughs> a few suggestions for you, and you know, and the entire thing is marked out in red, and he has to put his actual letter that he wrote there. Because yeah, Beavis is just typing gibberish, and, yes. like psychotically in hand, <laughs> yes. in, in tra- like attracted the screen. Yeah. There's so many things about these types of episodes that are funnier when you actually work in an office. Like as a kid, I just didn't get a lot of this stuff. Yes. Absolutely, and you know that's spot on because I was saying that guy who approached Beavis is me in an office. Like, oh, hey, you know, I'm as over the top mm-hmm. polite, and like I will say, you know, uh, if somebody's clearly doing something wrong, I, well, everybody's got a different way of doing things. But could you try this? You know, <laughs> um, so like I related to that guy approaching Beavis, um, and then. Uh, so the, there's the funny thing in this episode to me is they they really don't get in trouble. There's no consequences. The lady you hire thought they were the temps comes in and says, "Hey, just punch out, and then you'll see you tomorrow." You know, after the com- the computer's on fire and everything like that. So um, I, have a, I have a question: Like, what do you think? Is there some type of commentary being attempted there? Because it, it is weird. Like the whole episode, like the authority figures. Yeah, you mentioned the bus driver. Like it's an emergency. It's like, oh, you didn't say. Well, then here you can just get off in the middle of nowhere without asking any questions. And then yeah, there's the thing with Stan or Sam, as Beavis called him, just like writing out the letters, and they literally destroy the office. And the lady says. It's nothing to get bent out of shape about. (laughs) What are you talking about? I actually, I wrote something in my notes about, just about that, about how this is kind of a commentary. uh, And like in an office on any given day, most people are barely paying attention. And so I just, it's almost sort of realistic that people could just kind of walk in and start working and and then like the guy you know with all the edits with beavis and stuff be like oh you know just can you kind of fix this up it's really frustrating but yeah if you're in an office i would say most people just are they're kind of there not really thinking so 100 yeah. percent agree where yeah you you especially i think in a corporate type setting too you don't want yeah. to offend anybody and i'm just going to kind of go about my day but if somebody's there to help me and there's probably new people in all the time I, I, it, it does comment on uh, today's modern office mm-hmm. which Mike Judge is very apt at doing yes that's, yes he is yeah. um, one thing that I noticed too and I, this is something that pops up on the show a lot I just love the way that the slogans he's taught at Burger World are just so ingrained <laughs> in Beavis's yeah. head like, he'll often say, like, thank you, drive through to people. <laughs> and then uh, this is one of my favorite parts of this episode is when the the actual temps come in and they just kind of like, try to help him. And then just before he has him sit down, Beavis just goes, uh, please have a seat. Your order will be ready in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those things that's so ingrained. And... Um, and Adam, you kind of mentioned it. You know what? I, it, I don't know if it's smooth, but I'm just going to play... You, you mentioned this is I'm gonna play the clip because this is one of my I don't think this is one of it's not necessarily my favorite joke but this is like a perfect joke as you kind of handled it but this is butthead you know fielding a call and trying to ignore people um, calling into a Mueller real estate which is the name of the company is great joke here hello hey baby uh, he's like 
having his butt cleaned. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Who no, hasn't no, had their butt cleaned, though? I, I usually I, have I a love... butt cleaning appointment scheduled at least once a week. Well, you, you live in the lap of luxury, my friend, if you can afford, like, appointment butt cleans. I brought, like, this, it rem- this joke reminded me of two specific people. Adam, you referenced it, but you have a five-year-old daughter who has what I would call a very five-year-old sense of humor. Like, as I say this right now, I'm looking at my wall where hangs a picture she drew for me of a farting butt. <laughs> and now I think she's too young to be watching this show, but it, like that, like hearing just that blunt talk about having butt clean, like, like am, I, am I wrong in assuming that that would make her laugh? She would absolutely attempt to make me or you laugh by saying that exact thing. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. And then, well, the other person who it reminded me of is our esteemed guest. Esteemed oh, guest? You. Guest, uh, Sarah. Now, you know, contrary to what I said about, you know, the whole snot rubbing thing, you are a sophisticated woman of the world you've uh you know you you're you're a globe trotter you know like when a lot of times when i try to make adam feel like a piece of unsophisticated trash i like to throw out the fact that you know well i actually went to england nine years ago i can't even brag about that because i was going to visit you who lived there you're a, like you're 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 a, you're a you know high end you know a, a high end on the class spectrum, and as a result, have spent you know like a decade, over a decade of me calling you like pretentious and all that stuff. But yeah, despite all that, I you know I I don't believe we ever watched this specific episode together, but I always know kind of what makes you laugh, like these little <laughs> blunt, and, and I I could I the second he said, he's like out having his butt cleaned I I, 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 I answered like oh my god Sarah would love this joke and it's kind of the big reason why I wanted you to guest on this episode yeah it, that line made me laugh out loud but also when he's just like would you like a copy of my butt and that is stuck in my head for like 10 years because I had the DVD that this the Mike Judge collection and you know how um, when you used to just leave it on this like the set screen or whatever and it'll just cycle through the same scene over and over so sometimes that scene would be playing for like 15 minutes when we were just doing something else. <laughs> there was just butthead in the corner being like, would you like a copy of my butt? <laughs> so I'm so excited when this was the episode today. Yeah, there's um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's a lot of great stuff. I think, I, I, I mean, everything we already talked about, like the, you know, there being no consequences, like all that stuff's funny. It also kind of, I think, there's maybe if there's one criticism, it almost feels like that takes away any potential stakes that maybe stops it from being, like, a great episode to me. But I don't know if anybody else felt that way or... Um, I mean, I have my own story about it, why I thought, I, why I related to it, but I don't, I don't know if it's my well, story. share. Go ahead and share. Okay, is, is Adam all done? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I am ready to hear. Okay, so at the very beginning of the episode when they're on the bus and he says, you know, they want to get off, it's an emergency. Well, I actually had a similar situation to that one time when I was in London. Um, well, I actually uh, was high school in England also. Um, so we went on a I field know, trip. I know, Sarah. 
So we went on a field trip to London and it was a two hour bus ride back. And they, we didn't have like school buses. They're like the coaches, you know, that have bathrooms on board. Well, they just, the bathroom just didn't work. So it was roped off and it's a two hour trip with no bathroom. And if I had known, I would have like, you know, dehydrated myself all day. So we're probably like an hour into the trip and I just can't, I can't hold it anymore. It's painful. And you know, this thing's going through my mind. Like, oh, if I were a man, I could just stick my penis in a bottle and pee and this wouldn't be an issue. Um, so finally I just tell them, I'm like, I, ha I have to get, we have to stop. It's an emergency. So I'm thinking that we're going to stop on like a roadside thing like a rest stop no he just pulls the bus over on the highway and it's full of high school kids and they're like all right you said you had to pee and i'm like i can't just go pee on the side of the road and i was just i was so mad because then i was embarrassed i mean it's high school i still had to pee and now it was going to be even longer <laughs> until we got to a toilet and so i just that's just one of many times of my whole life when i just was like i really wish i was a man and i could put my penis in a bottle and just pee because men have it so easy they can just pee anywhere like in the car um i don't know like outside at a party don't have to bother going inside just pee on the wall whatever it's so, there is we I, and I, she and i have had this conversation probably a dozen times and I, I don't think i think she doesn't really appreciate you know you know the stench you know i mean urine in a small confined place stinks it's hard it's still different it's easier but it's still bumpy that's what the cap it, is for right you know, I I will say it is easier because it's I easier, a, yes. But I but mean, I was at a in a situation where Sarah, you would have been in trouble um, to piggyback off your really having to pee story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was at a concert in Chicago, and it, we checked our coats for some reason. So the 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 line to get the coats was unbelievably long after the show. You know one of those and then the bathroom line unbelievably long I there were bottles I had like three friends that just turned their back to me and in a corner waiting for the coat check was able to get it done so I avoided the line kept our line in place for the coat check so it is infinitely easier yes See, that's, that's what I'm talking about All right. it's, yeah so I and then even further along that story I've always, people always talk like, oh, what would you do if you were a man for a day? Or if you're a man, what would you do if you were a woman? And men are always like, oh, I'd touch my boobs or like have sex yeah. or masturbate or something. And I'm like, no, I would pee in an effing bottle and just be so free. Yeah, this, this, this is the, like the gritty Freaky Friday update we need for modern times. It's yes. just yeah. bottle urination. So, um, yeah, that's what I – that's what I thought of when the, our butthead was like, yeah, it's an emergency. I was like, yeah, I know about that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, it's time to move into music videos, but uh, first, I mean, we're getting a lot off at a lot of personal tangents. You guys seem to be going, getting along pretty well here. Well, let me throw a ratch it or whatever into those plans. Uh, Adam, you are a long-standing fan of the music video segments. Well, yes. it should be noted, Sarah, this is a text from her that I got a couple weeks ago in preparation for the show. She says, and I quote, they're generally not funny. Now, it should be noted 
She spelled there T H E R E. So we no, know. I like, did if, not. Yes, you did. You did. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. But, you know what? So, that was an, that was obviously an accident, though. I would never do that. Well, I, I I I think we all know that any type of spelling error like that, you know, invalidates your argument. But just for the sake of argument, let's assume you use the proper contraction. Let's create some friction here. They're not funny. Go explain yourself, madam. Okay, I will explain myself. I like I thought that this might come up, so I took notes. I was like, okay, I'm gonna write down every single funny thing. And there were like what five videos. Um, that these are my notes. I'm holding up a piece of paper that has like two things on it. I didn't laugh at all in any of them. The only thing I liked was um, there was a reference to Sir Mix a lot, which I appreciated, but that was more like I, I just appreciated it. And then I did genuinely laugh at the Katy Perry video, but I don't know if we're at, to the point where we're discussing that yet. Well, we're not. That, too, we're that not... one was funny. We're not too Katy Perry yet. This time around, we have uh, Angels by David Byrne, Pride and Joy by Coverdale and Page, Butt Town by Iggy Pop, and People Are Still Having Sex by Latour. Well, we know where Sarah stands. Adam, what are your thoughts on this music video crowd? <laughs> well, since I, I truly don't remember our fe first feud, but man, you fueled the fire for this second one that no, now I exists. <laughs> so, um,. The videos are just so, they fit so well. It's such a nice break in the action. I, I think maybe it's nostalgia for me, but I, I love them. And I just love music videos in general. So <laughs> I, I I will agree that not all of them are funny, but even just an uh or a what <laughs> I, will make me laugh. Um, so David Byrne Angels. I went, this, this is what it's like when old people try to rap. I found amusing. Um, I, I don't know how you didn't laugh at when, when Beavis is basically doing what's that other Talking Heads song? Uh, uh, once in a lifetime. Yes, <laughs> you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife and ask her, "Where is the bathroom?" <laughs> and then um, you may spank yourself. <laughs> so uh, I and even like a, in season one the Andy Rooney impression from Beavis that came out or both of them that came out came out of that music video so there are just hidden gems in there there are some ones that you there are some videos you can just dismiss but there are too many good lines within uh, many of them to, to completely dismiss I'll, okay I'll admit that part of the reason why a lot of them probably go over my head is I just don't I don't know a lot of those songs so all the stuff I wrote on my paper was about Katy Perry which I do know I wouldn't say I'm a Katy Perry fan but I know the song so sure. I just got into it a lot more but a lot of the other Beavis and Butthead videos that's like the first time I'm ever hearing the song and so I'm just I don't know I'm just not into it yeah, yeah, I, I thought that might be the case too, because Sarah, Sarah is a hardcore. Like, I mean, she she would literally take a bullet for Kenny Chesney, that type of country music fan. Like, um, am I am I, I wrong? Say, no, I would. I'm not like a huge country music fan. I'm a Kenny Chesney fan, but I do. I love other music. Like, I love '80s hip hop and other hip hop type of things, and house music and stuff. And Kenny Chesney. But but not Butt Town by Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I like is generally not on Beavis and Butthead, but yeah, I mean the Butt Town thing was kind of funny. I love I love that Butthead said that that song had the best lyrics he's ever heard. It's like, <laughs> yeah. If you want to go to Butt Town, you got to get down. Which who among us doesn't agree with that? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I think, but that's why I got so excited in that song because they were, they made a reference to Sir Mix a lot, and I was like, yeah, they should do what you want. 
one one of the things I liked in that Latour video, the people are still having sex. That is that video is one of the most pretentious pieces of horse shit I've ever seen. Oh, like it's, wow! Like if, when people talk about like Euro trash dance music, like th- this that that is that too. It, it actually reminded me of uh, there's an episode of King of the Hill where Hank's uh, colon x-ray from when he was constipated got put in an art gallery um but there, there's there's an exam there's uh like a performance piece there's like all these tvs in that and one of us just going walking man walking man like just over and over again this video reminded me of that like it's just i can't even it's been a couple weeks but it's just oh i hated it so much See, I thought that that song reminded me of uh, "If You Want to Be Rich, You Got to Be a Bitch." Um, it was yeah. in that. It's a poor man's version of that. I'd call um, it a homeless man's version of that. Okay, fair enough. The Coverdale and Page video, "Pride and Joy." I didn't know Coverdale and Page existed. Uh, so, learning about this new band, which was uh, Led Zeppelin's Jimmy Page and White Snake's David Coverdale, which he's the lead singer of White Snake. Which I don't enjoy White Snake at all, but that album was well received, and uh, David Coverdale said last month in February there might be a reunion. So, <laughs> wait, we we accidentally put ourselves on the finger of the pulse of the music society of music society right now. Yeah, that was '80s hair band Led Zeppelin was bad. That was terrible. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's enjoyed it all. Um, all right, well, we're halfway through. Our first ever guest episode. Right now, I'd rate it a B minus. Good for us, but we'll be back to get a solid B to B plus right after these messages from Anchor. Buff code and beaver. So then I said, coronavirus? Boring! Wake me up when there's a Budweiser virus. (laughs) Oh, but of course I'd never have the courage to say something that bold on the air. Anyway, three, two, one, Buff Coat and Beaver! We're back, and as milk toast and middle of the road as ever, we've got another episode to discuss, and uh, Adam, tell us what that episode is and what it's about. First of all, I think you should start running jokes you're going to tell by me before you unleash them. I, I, the no. creative direction of the show, I I think I need to be a part of. You, I wholeheartedly disagree. All right, fair enough. All right, so Tech Support, Season 8, Episode 2, aired uh, November 3rd of 2011. Mike Judge directed, Jeff Goldstone and Howard Kremer wrote it, and... Um, The synopsis is, the guys wander into a tech support facility and are put to work. Sarah, our guest, lead the way. Oh, okay. So, I wasn't prepared for that. I thought you were going to do the whole, like, line by line. (laughs) No, no. What did you think of this episode? I... I usually okay. when I go, I usually do a little line by line thing, but this is completely yeah, free up to you. I don't have a line by line thing like you did, but That's this okay. I definitely preferred this one from the last episode. Um, this is one of my favorite Beavis and Butthead episodes, just because if there's anything that I hate in life, it is tech support and dealing with phone trees for 
you know, 20 minutes before you even get to tech support. And so as soon as they walk into the building, which they're trying to find an old abandoned drive-in movie theater, um, you can hear people on the phone, like, complaining, like, they've been on hold for 30 minutes or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's really funny. And then they, this is another episode, again, where they just kind of stumble into work and, and start working, which I made this observation in the last one, but it's funny because... Uh, Again, Beavis and Butthead, I feel like, are only marginally worse than the average worker sometimes. So I feel like being on the phone with tech support, um, I've, I've talked to people like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> so uh, no I just, I just kind of jotted down a few lines that really made me laugh out loud. And one of them, you know, Butthead is taking a call and the guy's going on and on about all the stuff that he's done and he's tried this and he's tried that. And then Butthead just goes, <laughs> do people ever tell you you sound boring on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my favorite line of the whole episode was when he's talking to Hamid and uh, Hamid is trying to help a customer and Butthead tells him, <laughs> Uh, what did he say? What was he? Plug it or something about his butt plug? I can't even read my notes anymore. But oh yeah, but have you tried to said, butt plug your computer? Yeah, I tried to butt plug your computer, <laughs> and then Hamid says uh, he tells the customer to unplug his computer, and Butthead says that's not what I said. It's pronounced butt plug. <laughs> and the even funnier part was how he moved his hand when he was saying that. He's like, it's pronounced butt plug. <laughs> you know, like he's so serious about it. But. Yes, I um, that uh, that was right along with the ICUP when the power company was uh, under a meltdown of some sorts, <laughs> yeah. and Habib had to um, give those instructions, which I really enjoyed the um, the transition of uh, was it Hamid? I wrote it down, Hamid. but I can't. Hamid. So so Hamid's he's really trying to do a decent job. And then uh, he goes and gets a supervisor. And the supervisor praises Beavis and Butthead for the shortness of their calls. So he, Hamid, he tries to copy Beavis and Butthead, and that's where the butt plug comes in. So I, I did like his transformation there. And he tried to be funny. And hit, he did hit a note with Microsoft. Um, they they kind of got a kick out of that, but then his efforts went uh, on deaf ears after that. So he's like, "Yeah, it's not funny." <laughs> it's I, I I actually I have a different. Well, first off, I I like the fact um, I don't love this episode, but I think there's some quality stuff. I I, I love that the fact that the company's called Cotex. It's a like so, a, yeah. <laughs> I actually put um, this is. Uh, a Mark Cunningham joke. Your dad right up his alley. Absolutely. The Cotex communication. I wrote that in my notes. Okay. Well, that's uh, and also I love that um, <laughs> that they still thought it was an abandoned drive-in, and yet somehow when they show up, it's a full factory that had been like how long it had been since they'd been out there. <laughs> that a whole factory. And um, I think my favorite one was um, uh, Butthead on the phone asking a woman, "Can you say trackball again?" <laughs> Oh, I wrote that in my notes too because there's kind of there's silence leading up to that, and then he's like, "Oh, ma'am, can you say trackball again?" <laughs> that feels like a joke that was written in like 2001. And just like, oh, we just we 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 gotta sit on this one. Um, yeah, I I thought it kind of lost a little bit of steam after uh, the music video. Um, I I kind of 
I don't know. I guess, I mean, it's another one. I do think it was kind of funny that the boss just kind of was just like, yeah, you follow this, bo- these boys' leads. And, um, like, how would he, wouldn't he have known who they were? <laughs> like, you would have imagined he probably would have hired them. But, um, yeah, it's just a lot of, I mean, there's some good stuff. I, like, I liked Hamid, but a lot of times I'm just not a big fan of other people doing Beavis and Butthead type dialogue. And I guess that's particularly, I mean, it's a hard line thing because uh, Hamid is actually voiced by Mike Judge. So that was kind of, yeah, it, it didn't work all that well for me, like the end. I mean, there, there's some, fu- I, it, it's funny, but it, it, yeah. I guess I just, I didn't even really pay that much attention to that because, again, I just thought that it's this whole office space theme that ran through this episode and the last one that I just really identified with of having the manager there who's really not paying attention, but you have to devote most of your life to coming into this crappy office and then you just have some boss who's just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I I do think it was a nice touch because, yeah, it ends with them like somebody from a, a nuclear power plant that is breaking down, like calling for desperation. I do like that they did bring it back at the end. It was going to like looting was already starting so that the factory was going to be knocked down and it was going to become a, uh, an abandoned drive-in again, which is. Yeah. Like another thing I thought of is there, there are a bunch of drive-ins where um, my family lives in Dayton, Ohio, and one of them is completely abandoned. And I'm pretty sure that they used to play porn at that drive-in back, like, in the 70s or something. (laughs) Um, And so every time I drive by it, I always think of that and think, like, how cool would that have been? You're just driving by, and then you just see a giant (laughs) boob or something. I don't know. Um, There, I found out about a bar in New York City that plays 80s porn on, like, on screens on the walls. And um, that's the only reason I went there is I was like, oh, man, 80s porn. Like, I have to go there and have a drink. And I did. And it was amazing. <laughs> nice. Okay. Did they, <laughs> like, have it hooked up to a VHS player or something? Like a um, Betamax I bar? Don't even, I don't even know. But, um, yeah, so I just, I just, I really identified with this episode in a lot of ways. See, high class New York City bars. That's a... You're, you're bringing I, it up here a little bit, even if you are just play, ta- they play 80s porn. Even if you are just talking about bulging dicks. Yeah. Well, there was a. Um, I did like how Hamid though. Um, Beavis kind of mimicked him initially, though. <laughs> if you know, he just kind yeah. of uh, uh, went on uh, on Hamid's uh, initial I course there. Your and- well, that's yes, in that that's voice. Too, yeah, like how ingrained all that is. Because at one point he even says, "My name is Hamid." <laughs> so yes, exactly. Like, Beavis is just like doesn't a blank. He use a, doesn't he use a couple Burger World things too? Did he? I'm not phone? sure in this one. I thought I he. I don't know. I thought he, I thought he did on the phone, but I I didn't write it down. There was a, a workaholics type feel to this one as well, though, uh, where uh, if. Sarah, I don't know if you're a workaholics fan, Clay. I know you are. Where that's their job is working in a call center, and uh, just the 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 way it was uh, the the cinematography, if you will, just the shot of the three people in the cubicle gave me a workaholics vibe too. Yeah, it did. It did have a bit of that vibe as well. You are correct. Um, <clears throat> so it's, I don't know. Are we? Is it time for music videos? Have we have we said yeah. all we need to say about tech support? 
Okay, yeah, there's just one. Uh, Sarah hinted at it. It is Firework by Katy Perry. And uh, you gave a little tease, said you were a fan, Sarah. So go into more detail, your thoughts I on I did. Firework. When we, just a few seconds ago, and we had that kind of awkward silence, I looked at my notes and I actually chuckled at a line from this music <laughs> video. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Beavis is just kind of talking about how his counselor says something about him being a waste of space, whatever. And then Butthead's like, you are a waste of space. And I just, I don't know. That that line just always killed me. And then he talks about how Beavis is like the plastic bag floating around, except it went in a trash can and got peed on by a homeless person. <laughs> By a bunch of stinky homeless dudes, yes, that's yeah. that's my favorite part too. Which it leads to a nice staple. It never really changes, but I'm always happy to see the nad kick. Yes, absolutely. That's and um, this Katy Perry song, the the cheesy line is the plastic bag. That did give me a, a chuckle when they went came back to that. But um, this sticks with the theme of Butthead always putting down Beavis too whenever he shows. <laughs> A little glimmer of like, hey, this song makes me feel good about myself. And the guidance <laughs> counselor says, I'm doing okay. And Butthead just will not allow it. Yeah. And that's this kind of reminded me, um, like another music thing. Uh, I know Adam, I don't know, Sarah, if you're a fan, but I know Adam, you're a fan of Bo Burnham, who's got a song. Like his advice, basically, in one of his songs is, if you find inspiration in Katy Perry lyrics, you should just kill yourself. <laughs> I forgot that. I hadn't thought about that song in a while. But uh, yeah, this song is just, I mean, I guess there's mainstream appeal, but it's just empty nothingness. It's, it, it, it's not good. To each their own, Clay. Come on. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, well, on that note, on to each their own, it's time to pick our best episodes. Um... Adam, you start. Temporary insanity or tech support? What are you going with? You know, this is neck and neck for me. I, I like a lot out of both of them. Um, I hadn't really thought about which one I'd like, even though we do it every week. I, I, I hadn't thought of it. I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I'm going to go with temporary insanity just to, uh, just to say I liked the copying of the butts. I liked the line. I think the line about cleaning your butt really did it for me, too. That was one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm going with uh, Temporary Insanity. Hmm. Sarah, you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with Tech Support, and not just because Adam chose the other one. <laughs> okay. Well, but I... I also, I'll get to go off on a tangent. I feel like you haven't explained why we have this long-standing 15-year Yeah, I don't remember that at all. It was because Adam said about you and another one of our friends at the time who I believe you're still close with but who um, you, I, I just Adam like I was living in a city like we were all living in the same city and Adam was in a separate one and he came to visit and um, you guys are just like oh we have to get together even though I said no I don't want to do this I don't like to bring my worlds together but it happened like and George Adam, yes basically and Adam <laughs> said of you and the other, the other friend and I quote they seemed a little uppity to me. <laughs> well, that kind of fits into your theme about me being pretentious or whatever. And, that's, and this uh, was it, before I even moved to London. It was, yeah. yes, yes, it Adam was. It. Well, there, well, there you go. Now you know why. Well, I think there should be. Clay set this up for me to be obese as well. I think you told all of oh, your yeah. other world friends that I was like seven hundred pounds or something. <laughs> yeah. and I was really self conscious well, about like, it. This was like fifteen years ago. Were you not seven hundred pounds? I don't remember. 
Yeah, yeah, I did think that you were obese. Which I feel like... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. But uh, I feel like in today's climate, it's totally not okay to make these types of jokes. So, well, in all fairness, this was 15 years ago. Yeah. That's right. And it was a different I time. I think it was... I, it was just Clay trying to set something up to for you guys to kind of be like thrown off your game. Well, mission accomplished. In, so. Well, who's playing Peacemaker now? So I think that's, you both owe true. me an apology. Well, I I apologize to Sarah for saying she's uppity at the time. I, maybe oh. you are now, but apologies. All right. <laughs> well, well, we've come to it. I have the tiebreaker, and I kind of almost feel like um, this is gonna make like a battle of the sexes thing, like the guys ganging up on the gals, but I, I also have to say I like temporary insanity better. I think, uh, I, I don't love either episode. I like a lot about both of them, but I think temporary insanity, I think it's more consistently funny, and yeah, like Adam said, he's like out having his butt clean. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an all-timer joke for me, and uh, I think that, that's a solid tiebreaker. I don't a way know. to alienate our like, guests. I feel like him saying it's pronounced butt plug and just his mannerisms was funnier <laughs> than that. Oh, okay. Well, that's a... We've already determined that the male gender is superior by going two-on-one somehow. So talk about things that are out of date. Let's let's just start a, a battle of the sexes <laughs> over uh, an old television show. Well, before we sign off, uh, you know, give our stand. I'll give our standard uh, contact stuff. You can email us at buffcoatandbeaverpod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at buffcoatandbeaverpod, and we are on Twitter at butthole and Joe. Sarah, do you follow us on Twitter? Um, no, but that's only because I haven't logged into Twitter in over a year. I I only ever. Oh, I I don't know if I can say that. Okay, I'll say it anyway. I only ever check Twitter to look at Donald Trump tweets, and now that they're not there, I don't check Twitter. Oh, oh. Well, <clears throat> well, your mom follows us on Twitter. Well, I don't I know. If, she had a Twitter. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I mean, I, and I don't mean that to be suggestive. She's one of our eight followers. So thank you, Kathy. That's. Uh, that, thank you for. Uh, She's going to be really excited to get there on the ground floor. But um, well, we've reached the end, uh, Sarah. Just how would you rate your Buff Coat and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast experience? Um, I mean, I really loved it, but I don't feel like I was on my A game because of the time change. And I traveled from Ohio today, so I was really tired. Um, but I, I want to come back again and hopefully replace Adam in the future. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, as we all know, like with you being a woman... You being a woman coming onto a podcast full of men, it always goes well, and the the, bat, the response is always overwhelmingly positive. So I'm sure that that's going to come right back to you. But um, yeah, I think I, I think you were. I, I'm always looking for reasons to knock any of my friends down off a peg, but I thought you were fine. I'll, I'll ask wow. your your former nemesis what he thought. I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun, and personally, I can't wait till you replace me. So yes, that's well. <laughs> Well, well, the wheels are officially in motion, but that's all for now. But we will well, be back. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, I should say Clay's been really worried that you and I were really going to hit it off and do such a good job that we were going to push him out. So yeah, he's oh. very, he's very sensitive. Every word of that is a lie. We'll be back. I didn't think of that, and, but yeah. now I have. Yeah, oh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah he's, you just, been, you... he's been nervous about this meeting for a long time. Yeah, oh. you, you try replacing my natural charisma, you two nothings. Anywho, next week, <laughs> we will be back. We got kind of like a split 
sort of uh, spotlight episode, just kind of how two different Highland High students interact with Beavis and Butthead. We're going to mention our first mention of Ms. Daria Morgendorfer in the episode Walkathon, and then a favorite of all of ours, well, at least Adam and I, I'm guessing Sarah too, uh, we're going to dive in more to the Beavis and Butthead and Stuart relation while also discussing the evolution of 1990s pornography from the 80s to the 90s with the episode <laughs> Cyber Butt. But that's all we have now. Thank you, as always, for listening. And until next time, 